the line to the other side. My family and I left our house on the reservation to live in the city of Edmonton until our house was renovated. One day, I got a phone call from the town of High Level, near the Alberta and Northwest Territories border. They told me that there was a young woman in the University of Alberta hospital. The Christians, all natives, were praying for this young native woman non-stop since she was admitted to the hospital. During these prayers, one of the prayer warriors got a revelation from the Lord that there was a curse spoken on this young native woman. It was a curse of death. They wanted me to lay hands on her because they knew the Lord God Almighty had given me the ministry of deliverance. Some call it exorcism. I told my wife Marie what that phone call was about, and it didn't take us too long to start off for the hospital. Right after we prayed for guidance, protection, and revelation. When we got there, the waiting room was packed with relatives that couldn't get inside to her bedside because the phone line that gets you to the other side was dead. My wife and I had a mission to fulfill in the name of Jesus Christ, and nothing was going to get in our way to stop us. That was the faith we had. I tried the phone. In fact, I tried it three times. There was no sound, not even a buzz. My wife also gave it a try, but the same thing, nothing. So we went to a corner by ourselves and went into battle by asking the Holy Spirit to clear and break any strongholds of unclean spirits that were shutting down that phone line and to open it up for us. While we were still praying, my wife let go of my hand and said, It's open. The line is free. She went straight to the phone on the wall. When she put it to her ears, you could see a smile come to her face. The phone line was clear and she got through and she beckoned me to hurry. The door opened up for us just as I got there. There are no doorknobs or anything to open these sliding doors from the outside. They must be opened from the inside by the nurse in charge. Without that phone, there was no other way to get in. Praise the Lord, he got us through. We had to wash our hands and put on gowns and masks before we entered the room where the young woman was. We finally got in where she was. This person we saw in the hospital bed was a very large woman. Her face was swollen, her nose was barely showing, and her eyes were totally shut. My wife and I stepped up to her bedside and I started talking to her, explaining that we were evangelists who had come to pray for her and that she was trying to see us. She had to pry her eyelids apart with her fingers because they were swollen shut. She also feared that she would go to sleep and never wake up. One of her sisters was by her bedside and she was the one telling us this. She informed us that her sister was up for several days now. We continued explaining to the young woman that she was under a curse and that we told her about God. We told her how he could set her free, but first she had to accept Christ into her heart and that she'd have life. We told her that, as a believer, if she died, she would have everlasting life, and she'd also have a greater life on earth when she got healed. About then, something happened that only the Lord could do. She agreed to receive Jesus. I proceeded in leading her in the sinner's prayer. When we were done, I told her that I was going to start deliverance by asking the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, to start breaking strongholds of the devil in her life. So I started. 
In my experiences so far with casting out unclean spirits, it seems I had to name specific names of animals, fowls, or creeping things before they would release a person. So I commanded animals, fowls, and creeping things to let go in the mighty name of Jesus. I named everything I could remember that I had encountered before, but nothing happened. There was no sign of any spirits leaving. I told my wife, Nothing is happening. Let's pray and ask God for a revelation. We sat facing each other on chairs and started praying and asking God for his revelation. And all of a sudden, I saw a raven inside the chest of that young woman. It seemed like it was flying around. I told my wife, I see it's a raven. So I got up and went to the bedside and laid my hands upon her head. And I commanded the raven and the raven's cousins, the crow, to let her go now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I break your stronghold upon her by the blood of Jesus Christ. Leave. All of a sudden, the young woman started shaking her whole body. She started rocking back and forth. Foam started coming out of her mouth. There were tubes going into her nose, throat, and stomach. These tubes went to a machine sitting on the floor. You could see saliva and blood shooting through these tubes and that the machine malfunctioned and started making a sound like a smoke alarm. The nurse, who was monitoring from within the little glass office, came running in and tried everything to shut off that sound. Her efforts were to no avail until the unclean spirits left that body. Just as fast as it started, it stopped. That young woman collapsed, and you could see her body go limp and relaxed. I told the sister not to worry because she became agitated when she saw her sister getting released. I told her that it was okay and that she was now set free from that death curse that was spoken into her. I gave her our phone number and told her not to hesitate to call us as soon as anything happens. About four days later, we got her phone call and she told us to come over. We did and we went into the same room and there laid this very small, slim, 17-year-old girl. Already, all the tubes except for one small one in her stomach was removed. I said another small prayer for her when she told me that she had some pain in her stomach. Other than that, she was totally free. I remember so clearly when my wife and I came out, those relatives who packed the waiting room, they all came rushing to thank me. They were going to give me the glory, thinking that I was the one to set the woman free. My wife stepped in between them and me, saying, Don't thank this man, thank Jesus. He was the one who healed her. She made them raise their hands and say, Thank you, Jesus.